and quote, gurgle, 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 end quote. Welcome to We Should Know Better, the podcast where we hitchhike our way through Wikipedia. I am Tim, your bathroom next to the in-store Starbucks, and with me as always are my two occupied stalls. I'm Kyle. Uh, don't use hand dryers. They're, they're just volcanoes of bacteria. I'm Sky, and take your paper towel and pull the door handle with it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only elbow. one who does that. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a good idea. If your if your bathroom door does not push out to get back into the hall, something's wrong. Um, yeah. yeah, and also Kyle, you you remind me that in where I work there is a a hand dryer on the side of the bathroom. Is it one of those Dyson Air Blades? No. Okay. No, no, just a standard kind of accelerator one. But next they... to it is an outlet. Okay. And that outlet is like totally corroded. Oh, good. Just from all the moisture that is blown into it. Oh, <laughs> I'm no. like, that's oh. not good planning. Oh, my gosh. That's gross and dangerous. Yeah, not good. Both of them. But hey, oh. what we do here is we don't talk about our bathrooms the whole time. We start on a page on Wikipedia and, hopping from the links inherent in those pages, reach a goal destination. Tonight, I'm having Sky and Kyle... Jump from the Mariko Aoki phenomenon to another mystery of life, the Loch Ness Monster. Are, are either of you familiar with Wait. the Mariko Aoki phenomenon? Uh, I need you to spell it, so no. Uh, M-A-R-I-K-O space A-O-K-I. It's a name. <laughs> phenomenon. Okay, do, do that again. <laughs> M-A-R-I-K-O. Correct. And then A O K I. This is the phenomenon. Uh, Do you want me just to read the what popped up here? Sure. Uh, the Mariko Aoki phenomenon, according to Wikipedia, is the Japanese concept of the urge to, to defecate while visiting a bookstore. Correct. We're a family podcast, Tim. That's why you said defecate. It's all right. <sighs> and it's a bookstore. It's educational. Where are we going mm. again? To the Loch Ness Monster. Okay. And that's not a euphemism. <laughs> Are we sure? <laughs> yes. Okay. To decide who goes first tonight, uh, I am consulting a publication that was meant to be read in the bathroom. Tim. Uncle John's Bathroom Reader. Yeah. Do you, do you know, just as an aside here, one of my earliest memories about you... <laughs> Tim, is that you listed that to me as one of as like a work that you thought was really funny and interesting i mean of course we were kids at the time like when when we am talked having, about this but am i having but deja like, vu or didn't you, didn't you just say something similar about something different like one of my earliest memories about you tim <laughs> oh yeah also possible yes i can't remember what it was though i think it was on a ep- recent too. episode it was re- I, I know it was too Dang it. Was it something? Hmm. Did it have to do with Animal Crossing? Maybe. Maybe. That might be it. 
but or maybe it was a Dave Barry thing. Maybe it was. Oh, a Dave it was a Barry. Dave Barry oh, thing. Yeah. yeah, we do mention Dave Barry. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, you're not sorry. wrong. I do find Uncle John's bathroom reader to be informative and witty. <laughs> okay. Good. I'm glad someone does. Uh, and I would work for them if I could. <laughs> Are we just but, doing a shout out now? <laughs> yes. Um, but what I would like to know from you guys tonight is simply how many Uncle John's bathroom readers oh, no. exist in the world. I am not counting the the omnibuses, the when they combine uh, books into one big book. I'm also not. I'm also not um, asking for the ones that focus on specific topics, which they call the Uncle John plunges into no uh, <laughs> books. These are the simple Uncle John's bathroom readers. Closest number is going to start tonight, and Every you don't even have to message me this. We'll just we'll just uh, say the numbers. Uh, so, Kyle, what would you say? Every once in a while, I wonder how we ever became friends. Whoa. It's not a, it's not a number, I, Kyle. I, I oh geez, I don't even know how to like gauge this. Um, I'm gonna say okay, so so you're looking for the actual like just the general number Correct. of just however many there are out in the world. Yes. Um. Jeez, uh, I'm gonna go for. Uh, I mean, it's got to be in the millions. No, no, I'm no. I mean, go... not not number of copies. Oh, number of editions. No, no, no. Different editions. So, like yeah. the Christmas oh! one. The, oh, jeez, yeah. I misunderstood. Um, and not even that. These geez. are the general bathroom readers, right? I'm I'm gonna go. Uh, let's just say 25. I'm just gonna go 25. Okay. I want 64. All right. What? Correct answer is they've actually been putting. One of these out per year since 1988. You are kidding me. So there are currently 31. There's not a 2019 yet. Wow. But there's well, so probably you were only talking be. about like the yearly ones, not even like the special edition ones. Correct. Yep. I wasn't okay. including the omnibuses. I wasn't including the plunges into or anything like that. So they they just started like originally they just started you know Uncle John's bathroom reader and then the second third fourth blah 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 and then they went into like the slightly irregular bathroom reader, the endlessly engrossing <laughs> bathroom reader, <laughs> the Uncle John's canoramic bathroom reader, canoramic Uncle John's old faithful 30th anniversary bathroom reader in 2017. Oh gosh, <laughs> amazing. Um, amazing. But so yeah, there are 31, <laughs> which means that uh, Kyle uh, wins tonight and gets the pleasure of starting first. I I feel I feel um satisfied. The pleasure. I hate this. <laughs> uh, not excited about this at all. Okay, uh let's see. So according to according to Wikipedia, which uh I can only imagine this was written by people who are quote unquote experts. Um the Mariko Aoki phenomenon is a Japanese expression referring to an urge to defecate that is suddenly felt after entering bookstores. The phenomenon's name derives from the name of the woman who mentioned the phenomenon in a magazine article in 1985. 1985? Yep. I have have many questions, and I feel like this article is not going... Okay. 
Um, this is a very serious there, article, though. I have read it. <laughs> According to Japanese social psychologist Shozo Shibuya, uh, the specific causes that trigger an urge in bookstores are not yet clearly understood as of 2014. Guys, that's cited. Yep. Uh, what's the citation? This is serious oh, research, Kyle. I don't understand there what your resistance also, is. <laughs> there are also some who are skeptical about whether a phenomenon really exists and is sometimes described discussed as some type one type of urban myth which yeah at the same time there are also intellectuals intellectuals <laughs> who have attempted to discover <laughs> the mechanisms me- mechanisms behind the phenomenon using knowledge from fields such as biology and psychology guys that's how you i mean if you're using if you, okay if you are an intellectual quote unquote and you are attempting to discover the mechanisms behind a phenomenon. You are use you are using knowledge. It I mean, just I mean, it doesn't have to be specifically from biology and psychology. You're just using knowledge. That just is what mm-hmm. it is. Uh, so uh, I, ha- I have to ask. Thinking back, no, of course we haven't, Tim. This isn't a real thing. Do. So, so neither of you would 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 report that you might think you have this phenomenon. I I would not no, personally. No. I I also would not say I do. Um, <laughs> there's a so, Barnes and Noble near near where I live, and I think of the dozens of times I've walked in there, I think I've only used their bathroom like twice. <laughs> But so, it is connected to a mall, so maybe the vibes neutralize. It's not. So the the first thing I my first guess it was the one first list thing they list under hypotheses that the smell of paper or ink has a laxative effect, <laughs> uh, which I I was actually thinking like the associate like the association of like most people like probably our age and older. Okay. Had like a bunch of like books next to the toilet or something at home. I suppose and, like, okay, that's possible, where yeah. you have, and that's where you have. <laughs> this is so gross, but like that's <laughs> where you have the book and like the magazines that like are just there forever. <laughs> like you <laughs> so, don't smell yeah. them out, and so they get old and they start smelling like a like a bookstore would. That's true, but huh. here, so I, I will I will add to that a little bit of anecdotal dev- evidence. When I oh worked <laughs> when I worked at a newspaper, oh no, our bathroom was always broken. Okay, so that might that might be a bit of circumstantial evidence. <laughs> um, uh, I do want to so read um, you're... under epidemiology in Japan. Persons with a history of experiencing the Mariko Aoki phenomenon were described as having a book bowel tendency. In volume okay. 41 of Book Magazine, no epidemiological research regarding people with a book bowel tendency have been reported <laughs> as of 2012, and nor do any statistics exist regarding a detailed morbidity rate or the like. Whoa, what? <laughs> someone is having fun with this article. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can tell you that someone definitely is because um, un- under the onset and symptoms, which I am not going to read. Uh, there's only one, there's one bit here that I would like to actually cover where they talk about, um, okay. Uh, uh, among the symptoms is bor- borborygmus. 
which is cited as an objective symptom, sounds very serious, but is just actually your stomach rumbling. That's literally what that is. Mm-hmm. Borborygmus is a, is a word that people made up to be the the sound of your stomach rumbling. Okay. Um, um, as like a scientific word for it, I guess. Uh, it says here, Borborygmus is cited as an objective symptom described as, quote, the belly making a gurgly noise, um, end quote. And then that's cited, by the way. And then another and immediately also uh, cited after is, and quote, gurgle, 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 end quote. So the first two gurgles. Is the third one longer? Yes. The first two gurgles are hyphenated. And the second, or the third gurgle has three more R's than should be in gurgle. So they are specifically saying that when this happens, you there is a certain gurgle that your stomach makes. So two two short gurgles, long gurgle is what is what the uh, you know is what they say is the is the sound to watch out for for the Mariko Aoki phenomenon. Mm. So it's, there's a history. I, in, oh, it's a history in Japan specifically. Never mind, because they were stating all these like uh, all all these. Japanese media saying like this phenomenon happened before Mariko Aoki and I was like why is it all in Japan that doesn't make sense but (laughs) it does say history in Japan it's very weird that they just don't have a regular history also I want to mention that the first line of this says that it's the urge to you know do, do the potty it's felt suddenly after entering bookstores yeah I saw that too but then under clinical picture in the concept it says that uh mariko aoki's original letter says that it's after being in a bookstore for a long period of time i mean that's just so those are two different those are two very two different things i i was picturing like you walk in you know the automatic door you're confronted by all these books you're like oh no yeah so i don't know i don't know what what to believe (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> an, an, a person who used to be struck by the urge whenever going to a bookstore reported that the symptoms suddenly resolved themselves immediately upon starting a part-time job at a bookstore. Oh. What? So maybe it's maybe it's not the bookstore itself that brings the urge, but the desire the to cons- work at a bookstore. Touching on the phenomenon in which hamsters and other small animals defecate when they feel fear or nervous tension, the orthopedic (laughs) surgeon and author Haruhito Fujita has explained the similar points between that and the phenomenon of a defecation urge being triggered by the, quote, exciting and thrilling feeling, unquote, of being in a bookstore. (laughs) (laughs) This is so wild. I hate this page so much, but I love it so much as well. Oh, I want to leave this page right now. <laughs> oh, man. So, so good. Where are you going to go, Kyle? Oh, I know exactly where I'm going. So Do according it. to this, it says certain types of psychiatric <laughs> disorders such as delusion can be transmitted between people who are intimately close, such as mothers and daughters or romantic couples by way of a false belief. Way to be sexist there, Wikipedia. Um yeah, I'm not sure what they're going on about, but delusion is linked, and uh, we're trying to get to one of the mm. largest like group delusions in all of you know in Let's all of uh, our history. So I yes, just love how del- expansive this page is. 
Among the discussions on the topic that took place in the television program, The Real Side of Unan, from 1998 to 1999, a theory was put forward that a conditioned defecation urge may be related to the trauma of a childhood experience, specifically that the urge results from the flashback of a childhood memory of the embarrassment to soiling oneself in front of a public toilet. (laughs) However, the psychologist who introduced this theory considered it to be a, quote, lame explanation, unquote. (laughs) Why is this in the page? I don't disagree with him, though. <laughs> oh. The person who posited the theory said it was lame. Posited it. Posited. So wild. And it's just okay. like, why did you include that in the wiki? I mean, they just felt like it needed someone. They had to get it out there. Um, <laughs> I I'm think. sorry, Sky. I'm sorry. <laughs> Gosh. I we need to move through this page, please. I really stop. have to stop this. Stop saying words. <laughs> I, can't. I oh, can't. This is wonderful. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> um I've got I'm gonna click on reading on the toilet. What? Well Kyle uh, gets to go first. He already chose. I did. Oh, I did? chose delusion. Oh yeah! I thought you were just talking you, about delusion. You were very no. yeah. You were very preoccupied when you found <laughs> what you found. I'm sorry. Um, I heard you giggling the whole time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Let me just. I'm gonna do a quick search here. The other mm-hmm. possibilities. I mean, there's conditioned response. Doesn't seem like that makes sense. Wow. A blinded experiment. Irritable bowel. Wow, they really gonna get there. Yeah, they really gave us a lot. A lot. There are not a ton of links on this page. I'm tempted for Peter Pan syndrome, Mm. but okay. I am going reading on the toilet and just hoping I can get somewhere. Where does that go to? Does that go to bathroom reading? (laughs) Bathroom reading. Yeah. Okay. Why is that? You know what? Wikipedia is a wild and wonderful animal. Sometimes. Wait. Wait Uh, till you. (laughs) Damn it! Go ahead. So, so <laughs> no. uh, did, why is this not a visual medium? Okay, well, delusion. Okay. Delusion is a is firm and fixed belief based on inadequate grounds, not amenable to rational argument or evidence to the contrary, not in sync with regional, cultural, and educational background. As a pathology, it is distinct from a belief based on false or incomplete information confabulation dogma illusion or some other misleading effects of perception um this is actually a pretty uh cut and dry page as you might you might imagine Mm -hmm. of course being a you know something based in the sciences uh they do actually have i they have in here the four different types of delusions which i did not realize there were uh medically speaking four different types of delusions uh, there's the bizarre delusion uh, that are one that's clearly implausible and not understandable to same culture peers. Okay. Uh, and then there's the non-bizarre delusion, um, one that's fault, one that it's a false, you know, perception, but it's at least technically possible. So uh, they say in that the, um, for instance, uh, the affected person mistakenly believes that they're under constant police surveillance, mm-hmm. uh, which. Of course, that's not true. They're under constant Facebook surveillance. Right. Um, I mean, we all know. Um, mood congruent delusion, any which they list here as any delusion with consistent 
content consistent with either a depressive or manic state. Um, so they're having a delusion based on the, the example here, a depressed person believes that news anchors on television highly disapprove of them. Okay. Um, I mean, we've all been there. Uh, and then there's the mood neutral delusion, a delusion that does not relate to the sufferer's emotional state. For example, a belief that an extra limb is growing out of the back of one's head is neutral to either depression or mania. So, okay, multiple just, delusions. So, so a limb is growing out of your head, but you don't really feel. Yeah, it's not related one to way or the other about it. Correct. Okay. Yes. Huh. Um, I find it difficult to believe that that is how that would be happening, how that would happen. But also, I can, I can, I get it. Like that's, you know, sometimes like you could just. You know, something might not seem real, but you're just like, okay, I guess (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, there. And there are lots of themes here, too, that I did not uh, did not realize. Um, Okay, so the delusion of control, which, of course, the false belief that someone else or, you know, external force controls things around you. They have in here. um, Oh, yeah. Delusional jealousy um, about, you know, people that are close to you, you believing that they aren't being honest to you or things like that. Um, delusion of delusion of mind being read false belief that other people can know one's thoughts. That's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, the, uh, the grandiose religious delusion belief that the affected person is a God or chosen to act as a God. Um, the, uh, and then here's one that is really messing with my brain currently trying to figure out how this one works. And I, I'm certain that the people who are affected, this this is probably terrible for them, but the Qatar delusion is what it has here. False belief that one does not exist or has died. Okay. Like, How do you prove yeah. it? Yeah. Can't. Oh, man. That's got to be rough. Um. Okay. So anyway, there are lots of delusions here, and I'm not going to go into any more of these here. Uh, if you are suffering delusion, uh, maybe go talk to someone, please. Um, so, geez, there are lots of things here that I could click on that are related to, of course, very, um, very kind of wild perceptions. Uh, they have one here, the uh, somatic delusion. Uh, one uh, they one here, a specific like subspecies of that is delusional uh, paras parasitosis delusion one delusion in which one feels infested with insects Mm. bacteria mites spiders lice fleas worms etc great um but then there's the uh the grandiose delusions um the one here specifically the delusions are generally fantastic often with a supernatural science fictional or or religious bent supernatural and science fictional both are linked and i hmm you could i could go both both of those ways could get me to yeah to uh the loch ness monster i think i'm going to go supernatural 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 yeah i think you're on your um, way yeah i'm going to i'm going to go for that okay bathroom reading bathroom reading <laughs> it's the act of reading text while in a bathroom usually while sitting on the toilet and defecating great <laughs>
The practice has been common throughout history and remains widespread today with both printed material and smartphones. The this good part about this, the good part about this episode is that we're going to get the mandated quota of using the word defecation out of the way early and we won't have to worry about it for the rest of the year. <laughs> Florida Senator Robert W. McKnight sits on a toilet seat at his desk in the Florida Senate building. No. Yep. Just laughing. No. Great time. You are kidding me. Yeah. They don't. Ah, oh, I'm so upset. <laughs> well, I've got. If you're upset now, the history of bathroom reading. No. Bathroom reading has been in commonplace throughout history. Ancient Roman bathhouses often are... contain libraries <laughs> with scrolls for reading. We need, we need, a, a, we need an ancient Rome stinger. Like, whenever <laughs> yeah, it happens, we, we need to hit it. I am going to turn this podcast around. <laughs> Before the invention of modern toilet paper, Americans in the colonial period often used newspaper or similar printed material to wipe themselves because newsprint uh, paper is fairly soft and absorbent. Says who? I mean, did they link it? Or did I mean, they there back is a that? citation. There's okay. two citations for that. There's a citation that they wipe <laughs> themselves with newspaper, and there's a citation for that it was wet and absorbent. Yep. <laughs> Um, <laughs> writing in the 18th century, the English statesman Philip Stanhope, 4th Earl of Chesterfield, reported that he knew, quote, a gentleman who was so good a manager of his time that he would not even lose the small portion of which the call of nature obliged <laughs> him to pass the necessary house, but gradually went through all the Latin poets in those moments. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I think there's... There's times where you feel like you've gone through all of the Latin poets. <laughs> um, uh, a 2015 study conducted by Verizon found that 90% of cell phone users admitted to reading from their phones while on the toilet. I the rest am of so glad away. that wasn't just like <laughs> Verizon through the data that Verizon acquired. <laughs> That's what I thought that was going to say. I was yeah. like, oh, no. Um, <laughs> is the bathroom reader on here? It's what, Uncle John's? Book. Yeah. It is. It is? Uh, second second main paragraph ah, under bathroom is. reading and literature. Yep. Yeah, pulp magazines uh, <laughs> came came in. Bathroom reading all refers to a genre of books containing humor and trivia, such as the Uncle John's bathroom reader series. There we go. Um, cool. Hemorrhoids are here. <laughs> Good, great. I could go to hygiene. <laughs> We've been there, actually. Uh, there's just disgust. This bad. Bathroom reading and psychology is a terrible subsection. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Uh, the, psycho- the psychoanalyst Otto Fenichel believed bathroom reading was an indication of early childhood trauma. Why do they keep saying this? He wrote that the activity is, quote, an attempt to preserve the equilibrium of the ego. Part of one's bodily substance is being lost, and so fresh matter must be absorbed <laughs> through the eyes. <laughs> That's the most disgust. That puts the most disgusting imagery in my mind so far tonight. I'm losing my knowledge. I need a refill. You know, I'm that, losing what something from my body. I have to absorb it more through my eyes. Gross. Like the quality, yeah, the quality that they're saying that they're claiming there, like, is it unequal? I mean, this is just bad. 
Uh, oh my gosh. It's bad. Um, huh. This is your fault, Tim. <laughs> I, I, I own it. Um, DiMassimo <laughs> brand advertising once tested political advertising in bathrooms by placing various messages about George W. Bush and Al Gore in New York City public restrooms. Company study found that 62% of people remembered the exact message of the bathroom ads compared to 16% for billboard advertisements. Makes oh my sense. Gosh. Uh, I'm clicking on Al Gore. You're Al Gore? What? Al Gore. No. Okay. I have right. to get to hoax. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. That's how I'm doing it. Supernatural. Uh, supernatural. The concept of the supernatural encompasses anything that is inexplicable by scientific understanding of the laws of nature, but nevertheless argued by believers to exist. Examples include immaterial beings such as angels, gods, and spirits, and claimed human abilities like magic, telekinesis, and extrasensory perception. Um, yeah. So, hmm. the supernatural is featured in paranormal, occult, and religious contexts, but can also feature an explanation in more secular contexts, according to this. Um, ah, oh, geez. So... <sighs> there's a lot on this page and I do my sure best is. to just avoid religion in general. Um, I really don't have anything on here that isn't going to just be all about religion. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty religious well, all the way down. And specifically, like, I'm going to say a good 80% of this is like basically, uh, you know, European Christian religion. Mm-hmm. And so, then there's, like, one, two, small, like, two-sentence subsection that goes into, like, Harry Potter yeah. and Star Wars. And that's about it. Um, there is, I will share, uh, and this is this is pretty great. Uh, there is one really good image, and I will put this in here. Yes, uh, it's the one uh, I was going to share. <laughs> the patron saint of air travelers, aviators, astronauts, people with a mental handicap, test takers... And poor students is wait, hold on. Steven, do you know who that is? Which which saint that is? He does not know. Uh is Saint Joseph of Cupertino, who has been said to have been gifted with supernatural flight. I remember talking about this guy before. Original original flying nun. We didn't talk and, to we didn't talk about him. I talked about him with my Catholic friends. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. What was that discussion like? I don't remember. I think he was telling me, like, you just do the fly. I was like, oh, yeah? <laughs> That's cool. Well, this image of him is really great as it is, like, it's not just, like, him flying. It's not a Superman pose for certain. But, like, one, he's got his arms kind of, like, like flipped up like he is, <laughs> I don't know. Like, There's what's a big cross Tim? in front of him, though. It just looks like he's putting him up, like, I'm going to fly to this cross. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Well, no. Oh, that's what it like. It looks like he's trying to give the cross two high fives. Yeah, that's what it looks like he's trying to do. And then um, he's trying to T pose. (laughs) And then uh, I appreciate this, but he's got his his legs like kind of down and like crossed a little bit, so that the people beneath him are not just like, you know. So it's, it's not a, just ru- terrible for everyone. It's a very Jean Grey pose. <laughs> okay. All right. 
So I, oh, and I mean, just for reference here, because I have to make note of it, there's, you know, more than half a dozen references to everything having started in ancient Rome. So just throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so uh, the the thing is, I was really hoping that this would give me, that, yeah, that this would put me toward something in the works of like, uh, you know, in, in the line of like, um, Oh, you know, trying to trying to deal with hoaxes or, you know, things like that, uh, you know, um, uh, crypt, uh, crypto. Oh, what's the word? What, what's the word we use for it now for animals that don't really exist? Cryptids. Cryptids. Yes. Um, yeah, I was hoping to get something along those lines. I don't really see anything here for it. However, uh there is a little bit here uh, in fiction and popular culture, supernatural entities and powers are common in works of fantasy. Examples include the TV show Supernatural, the magic of the Harry Potter series and the force of Star Wars. So there's that. Uh, all right. So what am I going to click? There is a lot on this page, but not a lot that I can really use. Um, yeah, this one's a little. They a little have. Dry. So. There's skeptical attitudes, so skepticism is in there. That oh oh and paranormal. Hmm. Maybe I want to do that. Maybe that's more what I'm after. Rather than just supernatural. Um Yeah, because even where they talk about Oh wait. Oh, oh uh there is mention of a cryptid here. A couple of them. Oh yeah? Uh Ooh. they're Someone in a quote talks about a phoenix and a chimera. Hmm. Maybe I click on the chimera. I'm going to do that. I'm going to click on the on chimera. Nice. Chimera. My favorite car. Good. Okay. Uh, Al Gore, mythical creature. Al Gore. <laughs> oh, wait. I just... Mm. Is it here? Yes, I, that's what I thought you were doing, Sky. No, I was just going like global warming because people think that's the hoax. Yeah. Oh. Man, bear, pig is not on this. Is wow. South, is South Park? No. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot on here. Um, Al Gore. I man. He he was the vice pre- vice president of the United States from 1993 to 2001. That's very true. Uh, he got the Nobel, uh, yeah, he got a Nobel Peace Prize in 2007 for his work on climate change, act, cl- climate change. Mm-hmm. Man, that um, feels so long ago. Yeah, global warming, global warming <laughs> isn't linked here. Global warming, here it is. Global warming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm clicking on global warming. I don't really want to talk about helicopter. Oh, good. That. <laughs> good, great. <laughs> Okay. Um, well, we are both we are both kind of being, uh, you know, hoisted on our own. Well, okay, because like, where is it linked? Oh yeah, you have to go pretty far it down. It's like yeah, yeah, it's like halfway down on the on the instances of it being in the article. Okay, so um, are we going to Chimera then? Yeah. So the Chimera. Uh, according to writers, was a fire-breathing hybrid creature of Lycia 
in Asia Minor, composed of the parts of more than one animal, it is usually depicted as a lion with the head of a goat arising from its back and a tail that might end with a snake's head. All right, so this does not jive with what I've always seen in terms of a chimera. I've always seen it as with the head of a goat and a lion, like together, like both of those things, uh, like side by side. It is very weird to think of it as just having a goat's head on its back. That's very strange. Mm-hmm. Just like poking out of its back. Yo, what's uh, up? In, in this image, actually, that they show, uh, which I actually, this, this is, this is a very interesting image anyway, but like this goat, it appears to be just like looking behind the chimera. So it's like got its own rear view, I yeah. guess. A rear view it looks goat. very bored. <laughs> I mean, you kind would, of judgy. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it's only seen what, where it's already been. Like that's, that's just sad. So anyway, um, do to do, uh, it says, uh, Homer's brief description in the Iliad was, is the earliest surviving literary reference, quote, a thing of immortal make, not human, lion fronted and snake behind a goat in the middle End quote, or I'm sorry. And snorting out the breath of the terrible, terrible flame of bright fire End quote. Yeah. Hmm. So that's what it is. Cool. <laughs> a lion with a goat's head sticking out of its back. And a snake. A snake butt. Yeah, with a snake butt. Ah, hmm. So, again, not a whole lot of actual... I was really hoping they'd talk about, like, other thing, Other, you know... Like, oh, this is similar to the other, you know, cryptid thing. Hmm. Um, yeah, that is not the case. It, um... Hmm. Yeah, this one's been rough for you. <laughs> yeah a little bit uh i could get into satanic forces that's something i don't think you should go that far kyle no no, no. you don't think so no okay uh, maybe i'll go to some satanic forces <laughs> no, no they no, do no. have an interesting thing here uh i would i would like to mention this though um uh it says use for chinese mythological creatures as a subhead uh and it's only one sentence but i would love to see more expansion on this but it says uh, some Western scholars of Chinese art, starting with Victor Segalen, I guess, use the word chimera genetic, generically to refer to winged leonine or mixed species quadrupeds, such, such as Bixi, Tiantlu, Tianlu, and even Kilin, uh, which I don't know what any of those are. But it would be cool if there seems if there was like a like we got to the same idea across different cultures. Um. Let's just stick a bunch of animals together. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Um, there is one thing here that could be worthwhile. Dragon is linked. And, I mean, Nessie's sort of a dragon, right? Yeah, I'd yeah. say so. I'm going to click click dragon. Kind of a, kind of a Drago. <laughs> Drago-ish. A Drago boy. Or a girl. Well, girl, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm I clicking to, oh, dragon. There it is. Okay, dragon dragon oh that is an interesting illustration we'll or depiction of a dragon global we'll warming i don't want to talk about global warming i <laughs> know no, you probably not. don't i did i did do a control f for greece greek roman <laughs> rome nothing came <laughs> up good so Safe. we're good there um but it says in the united states 
From about 1990 onwards, American conservative think tanks have begun challenging the legitimacy of global warming as a social problem. They challenge the scientific evidence that's linked, and it says it goes to climate change denial. Great. Which is what I'm clicking on. Oh, my gosh. And I hate myself for doing so. Yeah, we got to we we do are. what we got to do. Yeah. Fair enough. Dragon. Uh, dragon. Uh, Tim, you want to share that picture? Sure. Uh, a dragon is a large serpent-like legendary creature that appears, you know, like a like a hoe, uh, that appears in the folklore of many cultures around, around the world. Beliefs about dragons vary drastically by region, but dragons in Western cultures, that is just one link. Dragons in Western cultures have often, since the Middle Ages, have often been depicted as winged, horned, four-legged, and capable of breathing fire. I just, I just wish it had stopped on capable. <laughs> and capable. <clears throat> I'm um, winged, horned, four-legged, and capable. Oh, but they get a little like of a, a backhanded compliment in this next one. Dragons in Eastern cultures are usually depicted as wingless, four-legged, serpentine creatures with above-average intelligence. So, I guess, like... Average dragon or average human? Like, what hmm. are they saying? That's yeah, weird. Right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, lots of different dragons. Not clicking on that. I I really do want to click on that dragons in in Western cultures specifically because it's very specific. Well, but, I mean, uh, dragons are big in Eastern culture. They're very different. Yeah. So makes. Sense. I suppose that's true. I I guess that's true. Yeah. Um. All right. So uh-huh. uh. Do do do. What's up? There's this picture of, there's this picture from, uh, looks like the Middle Ages. Okay. These guys looking down on this pit where these, this red and white dragon are. And I guess maybe it looks like they're supposed to be fighting, but they actually just kind of <laughs> look like they're hugging and they're just kind of, <clears throat> um, they look a little sad. I mean, maybe they just realize something about, like, they just realize their own mortality. They realize they're in a pit, although they have wings, so they could get out if they wanted to. Yeah, they really, yeah. It just looks like the red one's having a really bad day. Like, hey. And the white one is trying to comfort it. I get it. I I see you where you are. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. We've all been there, guys. We've all been a dragon in a pit. (laughs) Yeah. That's me right um, now in this climate change denial <laughs> article. So I really want to mention this part here um, where they talk about the sources or inspirations of dragon myths. Uh, in his book, An Instinct for Dragons, which is a real book that someone wrote uh, in the year 2000. So recently, anthropologist David E. Jones suggests a hypothesis that humans, just like monkeys, have inherited instinctive reactions to snakes, large cats and birds of prey. He cites a study that found that approximately 390 people in a thousand are afraid of snakes and notes that fear of snakes is especially prominent in children, even in areas where snakes are rare. That's that that's what he says that that proves like, oh, no, we just, you know, we we are born with that instinctive reaction. No, they're just real dangerous. You guys, (laughs) when you find a snake, especially in a place that it's rare, you don't know what, what kind of snake that is. You're not sure because you don't see a lot of snakes. So you probably think that that could be a dangerous snake. Dangerous. I'm just saying. 
I'm just saying there are multiple explanations for this, Dave Jones. Um, all right. So, uh, dinosaurs are linked here. That's not what I'm after. Alligators. Oh, wait, hang on a second. Uh, no, many dragon images around the world are based on folk knowledge or exaggerations of living reptiles. I mean, same. Uh, Such as Komodo dragons, Gila monsters, iguanas, alligators, or in California, alligator lizards. Are those not just alligators? No, it's a lizard. It's a kind of lizard. Well, it's just a regular. Jeez, trying to trying to kind of fudge itself up on the chain, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's just hoping that people don't look so close. Oh my. Okay. Well, let's see. Uh, there is the sea dragon leviathan, which is something. That's not. That's not. That's not. Not that. Yeah. <laughs> Nessie. Um. Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh. Oh, ancient Greece and Rome. Here we go. There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, in fairness, there are a lot of dragons <laughs> in in those stories. Um. Oh, I mean, not those specifically, but anyway. I'm not reading any of these. Uh, Germanic philosophy or mythology. Okay. Oh, good. Idrisil. Good. The 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 world tree. Okay. Um. Dang. Why is there not? Okay. Here we are. Ancient or uh, medieval Western Europe. All right. Someone please mention the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> Someone please. Just tell me about it. I went the wrong. No. I'm, I've gone the wrong way. I want to find, like, hoaxes on here four times. Yeah. It's not linked. No. But, like, skepticism is all over mm. the place. So it's like, but mm. that's not the thing I want. Wow. <sighs> yeah. I could, I, could, I, got, I could click on so many things here. Conservative think tanks. Coal industry. <laughs> the coal industry. Former Senator but- Tom Colburn. Oh, good. Kind of looks uh, like the Loch Ness Monster. Denialism. But what I'm going to click on? Well, hang on. I haven't picked a thing to click on. I, I was kind of curious about I that. You yeah. Were done. No. No, okay. you had it, and I, I thought, still haven't found. But then you thing. started talking. I was like, Oh no, did I miss it? I don't want to look like an idiot. Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> where, where are you going? I I don't I I don't know. <laughs> There's not a good dragon on this page for me to click. Hey, that's. I, I, I mean, mean, there's I plenty mean, of good there, dragons on this page, are, Kyle. Yeah, don't don't misread me. There are lots of good dragons, not just not one that I want to click here. Oh man, um, the basilisk is in here. There's uh, European dragons. I guess. I mean, is that what I have to do? Just European dragons? I might have to. I don't see another thing. Yeah, a lot that, of dragons. I know, but like they're not, they're not like specifically. Oh well, I guess Leviathan is one. Oh, that's a Charizard. Um, I know like Leviathan is in here, but that's not. I mean, that's sort of similar. I, you know what? Maybe that's what I have to click. All right, where was it? It was. Yeah, I'm gonna click on Leviathan, the Sea Dragon Leviathan. Leviathan. Yeah, Sorry, I thought you said something about like West, Western European culture. I they better have dragons, and I was like, "All right." He clicked on West. <laughs> I was like, "Ready to go." 
<laughs> all, Zoom. Yeah, all together. Anyway, I already talked about my stuff. I'm going to click on pseudoscience, so I hope you're ready for your page. <laughs> uh, he yeah. is just, yeah, he's totally. just serving these hot right back to you, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, do it. Go. Um, all right. So we've got, uh, yeah, just different kinds of, of uh, leviathans. Different kinds of water, Dragos. So Leviathan is a creature uh, with the form of a sea monster. The form uh, of a sea monster. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to take a form... That's the one to do it. Um, from Jewish belief, referenced in the Hebrew Bible in the book of Job, Psalms, book of Isaiah, and the book of Amos, uh, which, I mean, just hitting all those. Um, ah, geez. So, look, we get, we do say, they do say that they're referencing other things, but guys, they say it's, the comparisons are to a world serpent, which, no, not that big of a serpent, smaller serpent. But then it goes immediately from that size to some scholars have said it's uh, referring to a large aquatic creature such as a crocodile. There are size. There are animals between those sizes, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are animals that are not world serpents that are also not crocodiles. <laughs> it's not just one or the other. Oh wow. Okay, so. Uh, they have here, and they, I mean, there's several of, uh, several, um, references within, uh, the Torah, I believe, uh, to how they talk about the Leviathan, uh, and then they're referencing other animals that they're saying, oh, okay, Egyptian mythology, that's sort of helpful. Um, is it? Oh, well, no, 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 I'm saying <laughs> it's, it's at least mythology. <laughs> right. Uh, which they call the there's a certain kind of snake here uh, which it sounds like a, a world serpent uh, it calls its name is Apep A-P-E-P uh, which is adorable <laughs> and I feel like you know this is one of the things that I really enjoy about Egyptian mythology is the names are all very good Um. okay so uh, Mediterranean Sea. Come on, Tim. Do you see something? Oh, I do. I do oh, see oh, okay. something. Oh boy. Okay. All right. I totally see it. Okay. All right. We're doing a thing. You're doing a bit now. Uh, <laughs> um, there are several really good images here, but oh, hang on a second. Uh. The Revised Standard Version of the Bible suggests in a footnote that the Leviathan may be a name for a crocodile, again. Hmm. And in a footnote that the behemoth may be a name for a hippopotamus, which is also oh, yeah. pretty great. I remember hearing I that. mean, if I had a hippopotamus, I would name it Behemoth. <laughs> hey, Benny. Benny. Benny for short. <laughs> All right. I got nothing here. Sea monster? I mean... I guess that makes sense. Well, I mean, that's not linked, though. Oh, oh wait, here it is. Yeah, here it yeah, is. Yeah, you are, should there see is... it. Okay, all right. Uh, clicking sea monster. <laughs> Goodness. You're clicking it? Yes, I am. You have chosen? <laughs> I have chosen. <laughs> are you locked in? Final answer. I have chosen. All right. It is done. Pseudoscience is a bunch of statements and beliefs or practices that are claimed to be both scientific and factual, but are inc- incompatible with the scientific method. It, me- method it, it, it. <laughs> method it did. 
Um, the demarcation between science and pseudoscience has philosophical and scientific implications. Differentiating science from pseudoscience has practical implications in the case of healthcare, expert testimony, environmental policies, and science education. Distinguishing science, scientific facts and theories from pseudoscientific beliefs, such as those found in astrology, alchemy, alternative medicine, occult beliefs, and creation science, is part of science education and scientific liter- literacy. Good. Uh, it's all here. <laughs> um, it's all here. Uh, man, it's mm. talking about scientific method, falsifiability, uh, refusal oh. to acknowledge problems. Carl <laughs> Sagan great. talking about an invisible dragon that he has in his garage. What? <laughs> Another example which shows a distinct need for a claim to be falsifiable was stated in Carl Sagan's publication, The Demon Haunted World, when he discusses an invisible dragon that he has in his garage. The point Mm. is made that there is no physical test to refute the claim of the presence of this dragon. No matter what test you think you can devise, there is then a reason why this does not apply to the invisible dragon, so one can never prove that the initial claim is wrong. Sagan concludes, now what's the difference between an... Invisible incorporeal floating dragon who spits heatless fire and no dragon at all. Uh, okay. One's cooler. Well, <laughs> I'll I'll say that. Yes. Dragon dragon have like positive dragons. Positive dragons are, are cooler. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Negative dragons less cool. Yeah. I mean spitting heatless fire, that's pretty cool. I mean, but then it's not... I do that on Twitter okay. all the time. <laughs> Mildest of takes. <laughs> um, man, yeah, I was hoping there'd be like a, like a cryptid section here or something. Yeah, both of us went along this line. It did He's not work out. He's talking about a dragon that doesn't exist. <laughs> it's like, cryptids is on here. It's cryptid, cryptozoology is under like the examples on the bottom that i can't click oh okay which is fun but they don't really talk about any cryptids up here up in here up in here up in here they talk about it being popular in the u.s specifically prevalence of pseudoscientific beliefs in the united states oh no a large percentage of the united states population lacks scientific literacy yes thanks that's true not adequately understanding scientific purpose principles and method uh in the journal of college science teaching art hobson writes pseudoscientific beliefs are surprisingly widespread in our culture even among public school science teachers and newspaper editors and are closely related to scientific illiteracy Great. however a 10,000 students study in the same journal concluded that there are no strong correlation there is no there was no strong correlation between <laughs> scientific knowledge and belief in pseudoscience and that's where he talks about, uh, oh no, they're quoting the demon-haunted world again. Uh, it says, Sagan discusses the government of China and the Chinese Communist Party's concern about Western pseudoscience developments mm-hmm. and certain ancient Chinese practices in China. He sees pseudoscience occurring in the United States as part of a worldwide trend and suggests it causes uh, dangers, diagnose, and suggests its causes, di- dangers, and di- diagnosis and treatment may be universal. That was a weird... Mm. 
Hmm. That is I, weird I, I can't read, but I'm I'm scientifically illiterate, apparently. <laughs> um, it says uh, it says here it talks about ESP that houses can be haunted, ghosts, tele- telepathy, clairvoyance, astrology. That people can communicate mentally with someone who has died, witches, reincarnation, and channeling. Um, such beliefs in pseudoscience represent a lack of knowledge of how science works. It says, "Great, fair." Which I was just so. There's a, a YouTuber that I've actually gotten really into recently. Um, yeah, I just found her, and she's sort of like, uh, I guess, like a Lindsay Ellis sort of type. If that means anything it does not um i gotta find her here jenny nicholson i found her because she did an amazing video called where's buzzy disney world <laughs> stolen animatronic and when she ta- talks about this amazing story where there's a pavilion in epcot that has been abandoned okay. and not used and urban explorers have been going in there and taking videos and there's a ride called, what's it called? Something Imagination. Journey into oh. Imagination. Journey, yeah. Journey into Imagination. Yeah. And it's in that pavilion and it's just sitting, like most of the stuff is just sitting there. And one of the one of the things sitting there is Buzzy in his chair, which is like this little like little kid looking thing, like Muppet sort of looking thing. Right. And like people would go in there and film him and be like, oh, look, it's Buzzy. And then they started going in there and there would be a light on Buzzy, like a, like a, like a stage light or like a, a spotlight on him. And like, Uh... nobody knows why. And then they went in and then like later they found that Buzzy, Buzzy had different clothes. No. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Not okay. Not okay with this. Yeah. I'll send you a link. It's Jenny Nicholson on, on. This is. And what's amazing is the whole time she's like, no, well, and here's the thing. And then they find out that, like, somebody stole his clothes and was trying to, like, sell them on, like, Craigslist or something. Oh, my gosh. And then someone goes in and Buzzy's not there. Nope. (laughs) Not only that. Nope. nope. Not (laughs) only that, but the hydraulic cable that he was attached to is, like cut very roughly and there's <laughs> apparently hydraulic fluid like all over so it's not oh. like uh oh they took buzzy away like, a literal hack vault. job that yeah wow oh. and she's just like where's buzzy where's our boy who's <laughs> our boy good yeah and so like this happened in like december so like it's pretty recent and like wow if, like, if you like google and people are like we gotta find buzzy like there's just no sign of him uh-huh. And like some people think too that they just you know they took Buzzy, like Disney just took Buzzy and like they're gonna put him in the vault or something. Yeah, and no, he's like, definitely come to life and is on a killing spree. I like how that's a hundred percent what's happening. Yeah. No, it's uh. just so weird. It's such it, it's very good. So, but she has a video. <laughs> this all this to say, I watched today where she talks about the worst ghost show that like the ghost hunting <laughs> show that she's ever seen nice okay. and this is a show from like i don't even know what the channel was it was like touring america or something I, it was a channel i've never heard of okay. and it was it's like it's like paranormal it's it's a show about how does how do they put it 
it's a show where one of the premises is they have a home inspector come and the home inspector <laughs> basically goes, oh, here's why. Like, here's why this door opens sometimes. It's not like adequately installed. <laughs> it's called Paranormal <laughs> Home Inspectors. <laughs> and like, they'll be like, PHIs. Yeah. <laughs> they'll be like, <laughs> the family will be like, and sometimes in the middle of the night, like our, our, uh, our, uh, fireplace will just turn on on its own. And it's like, you know, why, why does it do that? And the guy like opens it up. He's like, look at this wire. It's like just, it's like ha- half connected. And he just like puts <laughs> the wire and it like turns on the thing. <laughs> but the weird thing is, is this guy goes in and does this and then they have a psychic. And a paranormal investigator come in, and the psychic goes around and talks about how there's all these ghosts. And the yeah. the, para- mm-hmm. the paranormal investigator goes on like in the middle of the night and like is like, "Oh, the faucet's turning on. What's happening?" And then they conclude at the e- end of the show, like, "Must be ghosts." Apparently, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this happens every once. <laughs> <laughs> And this poor guy is, just goes in very matter-of-factly and, like, debunks all this stuff at the beginning. But then they're like, nah, it's ghosts. It's ghosts. It's I know um, what you're saying. I hear you. But it's ghosts. Yeah. No, that's, it's a very – that's also – I would recommend that video too. It's very good. Uh, well, it's better than an, than an animated – you know, demonically animated doll coming to life and changing clothes and going out and killing people. I, that's not <laughs> what they The going out and killing Kyle. people part was not mentioned. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's, you say that now. Oh man, it can't. Uh, it can't kill people without its hydraulic look, fluid. Yeah. It's... <laughs> look, I don't know why that just tapped into a very real fear. Apparently, that I have. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just learned something about myself. <laughs> um. Oh wow. I'm gonna click so I can click on haunted house. I could click on ghost. I could click on telepathy, clairvoyance. Or witches. mediumship. I click on witches, witchcraft. Wait, what was the last one? Mediumship, which is like being a medium. Oh, I was thinking of it as like a small <laughs> A medium ship. Yes. I was thinking of it as writing fanfics about mediums getting it on. <laughs> well, no, it, like a, it's, a, it's like a tepid fanfic. Like it's not full on like, it's like the, I mean, oh, we just say hello to each other. They're like really good say, friends. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a tepid ship is oh, what it is. You know what? I think I found what I'm going to click on. <laughs> uh, tight social groups and author- authoritarian personality, suppression of dissent, and groupthink can enhance the adoption of beliefs that have no rational basis. Okay. Maybe groupthink? I don't think that's exactly oh, what I'm yeah. trying to get to, Ooh, but I'm going to click I on like groupthink. It. We'll try it. So, Sea Monsters. Sea Monster. <clears throat> I just really like this opening paragraph. I'm just going to read the whole thing because it's good. Uh, Sea monsters are beings from folklore believed to dwell in the sea and often imagined to be of immense size. No citation, no direction, just just often imagined. Marine monsters can take many forms, we we imagine, I suppose, including (laughs) sea dragons, sea serpents, or multi-armed beasts in our imagination. They can be slimy and scaly and just whatever because it's imaginary are often pictured threatening ships or spouting jets of water. (laughs) The definition of a, quote, monster, end quote, is subjective. 
and some sea monsters, which are imaginary, may be based scientifically on uh, on scientifically accepted creatures such as whales and types of giant and colossal squid, but they're not because they're not real. <laughs> um, I do want to share with you guys a this one image uh, that they have here of just this sea monster that is just just being real cool and just like spraying this jet of water. And it, this is uh, according to the. Um, <laughs> it's just like. It's like, hey, what's up, ship? <laughs> it it says here it says here sea serpent reported by hans Egedi, uh bishop of greenland in 1734 this is a i'm guessing a woodcut of some kind um and it's just like this sea like what appears to be like a really large eel with a couple fins uh dwarfing this ship but all it's doing is just like sticking its tail out of the water and curling its head out of the water and just Shooting this big jet of water out out into the air and just being like, yo, look what I can do, you guys. Can you do this? No. <laughs> I am clearly very cool and of immense size. Uh, <laughs> there are lots of the, I mean, you know how, I, I mean, Sky, you and I have been on these scientific pages all night long. Yeah. And it is it is surprisingly refreshing to end up on a page that has... Almost no actual citation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are citations, of course, but it's just quoting people who are just saying things like uh, a most terrible creature resembling nothing they saw before. The monster lifted its head so high that it seemed to be higher than the crow's nest on the mainmast. The head was small and the body short and wrinkled. (laughs) (laughs) The, The unknown creature was using giant fins which propelled it through the water. Later, the sailor saw its tail as well. The monster was longer than our whole ship. That's the citation. That's it. Yeah. That's what they do. So It was really big. Yeah. Real big, you guys. Uh, I mean, it's great. Like, there's one here from Sir Humphrey, Humphrey Gilbert, who claimed to have encountered, according to him, in the water, encountered a lion-like monster with glaring eyes. Uh, somewhere near England, uh, which I don't even know what that could be. <laughs> that's not even that's not even a thing that's close to any other animal in the water. Um, but they have here. Uh, there are also uh, 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 suggested these monsters might have been a giant squid. Uh, other hypotheses are that modern day monsters are surviving specimens of giant marine reptiles, such as an ich- ichthyosaur or plesiosaur. Ooh. Uh, which would, that would, I cannot imagine. That would be, I mean, astounding. But I suppose, you know, whatever is possible. Maybe that's under one of those. It, I don't know whether that's the first, that one delusion or the other one. Um. So, uh, yeah, and it also says that sometimes damage from cyclones or hurricanes might be another origin of a sea monster as well, which makes sense. Uh, do, do, do. It says there are, oh, interesting. Uh, oh, wow. Sea monster corpses have been reported since early, since recent antiquity. Uh, guys, there's a name for a sea monster cor- corpse. Uh, Tim, have you seen this yet? I have not seen this part. Okay, don't look at it yet. Okay. What would you call, what would you call a sea monster corpse? Like you're walking along the beach... 
and you see what is just a large just mass of body you know just out on out on the beach it does not look like a whale it looks like something other than that what do you call that thing i i mean i would just call it a mass like what a, does your a, lizard brain say oh no that's a that's a that's a big chunk of something big chunk of something good sky um a sea bone <laughs> good uh no according to wikipedia unidentified carcasses are often no citation called globsters what but g l o b s t e r s like the word lobster but with a g yeah, stuck on the that, front of it it doesn't work because it's too adjacent to lobster no no it's a globster tim wikipedia no. says so and no. wikipedia is never wrong I mean, I'm, I'm not. Um, I'm not doubting that people call it that, but it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work. I mean, you take it up with Wikipedia. Tim. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and they continue to use it throughout the rest of the article. Um, cases of boneless amorphic lobsters are sometimes believed to have been giant octopuses. Uh, but now it has been determined that sperm whales dying at sea decompose in such a way that the blubber detaches from the body, forming featureless white masses that sometimes exhibit a hairy texture due to exposed strands of collagen fibers. Great. Good. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a whole thing. <laughs> uh, the rest of this is all just kinds of sea monsters. And... Uh, I would like to say that in the the only thing in the sea also here uh, is um, a link to a Wikipedia page for literally here be dragons. Just the phrase here be dragons. Here be dragons. That's that's it. Loch Ness um, but, is on there though, right? Like what's that? That's a type of sea monster. The Loch Ness monster. Yeah, yeah. It, she's on here. Don't worry. Oh my gosh! Thank. <laughs> yeah, God. she's she's on here. <laughs> Don't worry. Under the examples, uh, I just want to say some of these names because they are amazing for the for some of these giant sea monsters that are from a lot of different uh, world backgrounds. Uh, of course, we, we have the... I don't even know how to approach this. Aspidocalone, uh, a giant turtle that appeared to be an island and lured sailors to their doom. Sure. Uh, there is the... Charbidus of Homer, a monster whose mouth formed a whirlpool that sucked any ship nearby beneath the ocean. Uh, they have um, the Iku Turso, uh, a reputedly a, a type of colossal octopus or, or walrus. One of those two. <laughs> they look so similar. Again... This is not, it's not normally a sliding scale from octopus to walrus. There's, it's usually like a, it's like a yes or no. Are you octopus or are you walrus? It's not norm. It's not usually one or the other. Hmm. Uh, uh, there's Jormungandr, uh, the Midgard serpent. There's your world serpent again. Um, Scylla of Homer, a six-headed, twelve-ring serpent, twelve-legged. I don't know where I got ringed. Serpentine monster that devoured six men from each ship that passed by. Only, only six. Well, I mean, one uh, for one each of, head. <laughs> oh, I suppose you're right. Yeah. Um, 
the Bakunawa, which doesn't have a description. Um, there is uh, the oh, hold on, the Taniwa uh, and Tiamat. Uh, also, there's one here. Okay, uh, you got here a uh, the world largest monster jellyfish sky. It's a real big jellyfish, real okay. big. Yeah. Uh, it is the Arctic lion's main jellyfish, so you know it's got lots of those, uh, lots of little feelers. What do you call the uh, the world's largest monster jellyfish, Sky? What's what's its name? Uh, <laughs> gargantuan. No. You want You want to give it another shot? Uh, absolute unit. Closer. You're not far off. Yeah. <laughs> it is called, according to Wikipedia, Super Stinger. Real, real thing, Super according stinger. to Wikipedia. Okay. Super stinger. I'm not sure that that's a real thing because it's a red lynx, which means that someone has not filled this in. Wow. But uh, Nessie, also known as Loch Ness the Monster. Nestie? Nestie. Nestie, also known as the Loch Ness Monster. We're breaking down. Yeah, so I'm going to click on Nessie. And get to the Loch Ness monster and end this game. All right. Did you want to talk about groupthink, Sky? Not really. It's a psychological <laughs> phenomenon that occurs when a group of people, or yeah. within a group of people, in which the desire for harmony or conformity in the group, uh, conformity. I don't know what the word I just said it was. Uh, mm-hmm. It results in an irrational or dysfunctional decision-making outcome. Uh, I actually wasn't reading this. I've, yeah, to be honest, I was trying to look up if there was any news on Buzzy. There is not. <laughs> there have been no developments. Buzzy watch. <clears throat> Except the buzzy. I, there was a, there's a detail. So the clothes and possibly his hands were oh stolen in August. What? And what? the guy later, I don't know if this is in, I think it was in December, later came to the police station apparently to be interviewed. Like, he voluntarily came and was like, I stole these things, apparently. But during the interview, he supposedly... Died inexplicably. And, oh, okay. Sorry. Started to fake an illness and demanded to go to the hospital. What? And then he was let out, but was charged with resisting arrest. What? <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't give them his phone. It sounded like they wanted his phone, and he wouldn't, like, let him let them access it. Oh, and no. So he, he was like, I'm sick. And so, yeah, I don't know. But this guy's this guy's weird. I think he's I think he's an urban explorer. Like he's part of the community and he's like not very well liked. <laughs> I mean you steal I one puppet's hands. More. Yeah. <laughs> it's Oh my gosh. Mm. But anyway, yeah, group think, whatever. Bring bring <laughs> Buzzy back. Is what I have to say. Uh, the buzzy, the buzzy trail is. I know, cold, I know, Kyle guys. and I have very different feelings about this. <laughs> <laughs> this is see, this is one of those things that, like, I appreciate it from a distance, but I do not want to go any closer. <laughs> also, I misled you. It's not imagination, whatever. It's it's called Cranium Command. Oh, what? Yeah. What is that? Wow. It was about. It was like a. It was almost like a prototype for um, Inside Out, where it's like. In the mind oh. and like all these people, and Buzzy was like the main. He was like the the guy control like controlling stuff. I see. Everyone kind of had different personalities, and like one was sad wow. and whatever. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Well, uh, equally as real as Buzzy is now uh, is uh, the Loch Ness Monster. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So I like under the the history, just oh, no. in just in the in the contents, you've Don't got you like know? what? No, the contents under the history section. I, I'm, I I know you're fine. The stuff that is sort of what is submitted as evidence. We have you know <laughs> the surgeon's photograph, 1934, the the famous you, photograph that's now yes. a hoax. Yeah. Sonar readings, the Dinsdale film, George Edwards photograph, and then in 2015, Google Street View. <laughs> <laughs> what? I didn't see 2014, that. 2014, Apple Maps photograph. What? You can't even trust Apple Maps photographs. Oh, amazing. Oh, and even in 2013, uh, tourist David Elder presented a five-minute video of a, quote, mysterious wave end quote in the lock uh according to elter the wave was produced by a four and a half meter or 15 foot solid black object just on the surface <laughs> of the water uh and that's cited a solid black object oh it's so good uh he said the water was very still here at the time and there was there were no ripples coming off the wave and no other activity on the water end quote uh, skeptics suggested that the wave could have been caused by wind, yeah. which is what cause, which is one of the things that can cause waves. Uh, for, yeah. for Google Street View, it says Google commemorated the 81st anniversary of the surgeon's photograph with a Google Doodle, and added a new feature to Google Street View with which users can explore the lock above and below the water. Google <laughs> reportedly spent a week at Loch Ness collecting imagery with a Street View trucker camera, attaching it to a boat to photograph above the surface and collaborating with members of the Caitlin Seaview wow. survey to photograph underwater. Wow. People go to a lot of lengths for these things. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, my gosh. Well, what? Do you, how do you guys feel about the Loch Ness Monster? How do we feel about it as a podcast? What's our ruling? Uh, I think it's cute. I think it's cute. It makes me think yeah. of, of Nessie from Earthbound. Tessie. Oh, wow. Gessie? Okay. Tessie. Tessie. Yeah, yep. Tessie. That one. I, re- I also like the Loch Ness Muppet. Did you guys see this one from 1977? <laughs> what? On, on yeah. the 21st of May, 1977, Anthony Doc Shields, which I have a photo of him here. Oh. Um, <laughs> he's camping next, next to Urquhart Castle or whatever. Took some of the clearest pictures of the monster until this day, quote unquote. Shields, a magician and psychic, Yes. Claimed to have summoned the animal out of the water. What? He later described it as an elephant squid, claiming the long neck shown in the photograph is actually the squid's trunk, and that a white spot at the base of the neck is its eye. Due to the lack of ripples, it has been declared a hoax by a number of people and received its name because of its staged look. Hmm. Oh my god! Loch Ness Muppet. Nice. That's amazing. I appreciate it. Very good. <sighs> well... Anything else you would like to say about Nessie? Uh, I think if she exists, you should leave her alone. Let her let her do her thing. If she doesn't exist, then you're wasting your time anyway. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Not going to be your friend. Oh, uh, what I do want to say in terms of cryptids, though, if we're going to talk about that briefly, uh, if you have not yet do- done this, go listen to The Crypto Naturalist. Um, it is maybe the best podcast other than this one that I've ever heard. 
Ooh, that's good cool. to say. I have it on my thing. Is that okay. one where you have to start at the beginning, or can I just jump in wherever? I'd recommend you start at the beginning. It okay. it doesn't have a strong uh, through line of plot wise, but there are some like it builds essentially. Gotcha. So cool. Yeah. So just to remind everyone, we got to the Loch Ness monster from that first article. No. Thank you so much for for joining me on this journey tonight, friends. I greatly appreciate it. Mm. Thank you for for bearing with that. <laughs> yeah, and thank you for listening to the last episode of <laughs> <laughs> This is it. Uh, we did it. <laughs> if uh if you would like to listen to episodes of our podcast that don't deal with bookstores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We that, have was po- <laughs> that was the that's objection. That's the objectionable yep. part of that. Yes. Uh we have plenty on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find all of our back episodes on wskbcast.blogspot.com. If you would oh, care yeah. to leave us a review where you find your stuff, please do so. We appreciate that a lot. You can also find us on Twitter at wskbcast, uh, as well as on Facebook. Just search We Should Know Better. Uh, is there anything either of you would like to discuss before we depart tonight? <laughs> Uh, no, I, I think I'm good. Uh, just again, go listen to that other podcast and, and, you know, just, just enjoy the weird parts of the world out there. Maybe don't, maybe don't venture to any bookstores, I guess. Well, don't say that. Well, if you do get a, get a job there. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's, I, I guess that's the, the only acceptable first. way. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're do like, it before you book it, if you're constipated, then Hit up your oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. Family bookstore. <laughs> this can solve your some problems. Uh, it doesn't wow. have to be weird. Look at us. Yeah. Look at us trying to solve the world's problems here. We're doing we're doing good work. Yep. Good night. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> good night, you guys. Different kinds of water, Dragos. What are you doing? (laughs) Sorry, Steven was trying to show me something. Okay, Uh, he's he he's showing me my phone where he texted me so I could read the text because he has to he has to go. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) One one question. Sure. How do you know if you're delusional? Look, I mean, that's what you have Wikipedia for. I still wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean, you'd learn Boom. more about it, maybe. I'm sorry, I can't help you. <laughs> okay, uh...